friends and country, right? We know that, and you know that. But where else do you go to get the news and conservative perspective without all the bullshit? Well, I'll tell you right here. This is the Done Right Podcast. Flying the conservative flag high. No, not that kind of high. Getting to the root of today's hard issues instead of tiptoeing around them. We're tired of the tiptoeing, tip-tippity-tiptoeing, keeping it real. This is the Done Right Podcast, and here's your host, James Dunn. All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Done Right Podcast. We have a real special guest for you, good friend of mine, the queen of pop culture, Alex Clark. She hosts a show on Turning Point called Poplitics. Check it out every day um, on Turning Point on Instagram. Um, Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be a very special guest. You're, you're, always, you're always a special guest here on, on the Done Right Podcast, Alex. So I appreciate you coming on. Uh, so Alex, yeah. So Alex, we had a pretty eventful week this week so far. I mean, we had Cuomo uh, resigning as governor today. We had Obama's magnificent birthday party. Um, it just seems like we're having this culture of, you know, rules for thee, not for me. All this kind of garbage going on. Um, you, starting with like the Obama, I guess, birthday bash, right? We, we heard that he was going to scale it back. It wasn't going to be a couple of different friends, and we heard he was going to cancel it. Then over the weekend. Picture the surface of the Obama uh, White House, or sorry, the Obama party uh, going on with his birthday. And we're seeing no masks, no social distancing. Everybody's yucking it up, having a good time. Like, what kind of message does that send to the American people when you're going around saying, hey, you got to get the jab or get a mask up again? And all these people are living it up 100% all the time. Well, obviously, you know, the first answer is that it's incredibly hypocritical and it's frustrating to everyday Americans, whether you're on the left or the right, you should feel frustrated seeing that after everything that we have been preached to about, um, chastised about for the last year and a half. But I'll tell you what it really says, which I think is very interesting, is it's a big F you to President Joe Biden and to Dr. Fauci. Obama throwing this party just, you know, despite all these Delta variant claims and everything that everyone's saying, says, I really don't respect any of the guidelines that you guys are telling or the rules that you guys are advising the American people to live by. I'm not going to take those seriously. And so that says to everybody else, like, oh, President, you know, Pre President Biden made uh, former President Obama friendship bracelets. He didn't even, you know, he doesn't even respect him enough to really follow his strict masking rules and social distancing rules. So um, I think that is really embarrassing for the Biden administration right now. And Dr. Fauci is like, crap, this makes us look really bad. Yeah, I mean, we we heard that narrative for a really long time. They're their best friends. They went on walks together. They were inseparable. But then when we looked at the primary, it took Obama really pulling teeth uh to you know endorse him come out and, and stump for him i mean it was getting to the point where he was like well if trump's gonna win that's what that's what was gonna pull obama out and now it's starting to see that obama's kind of just really undermining the success and the messaging of the of, of the biden white house is this in your opinion i guess is this kind of starting to show like a little bit of fracturing the democrat party in which 
these extreme progressives on the left are starting to move away from, I guess, what they would have called Obama's moderate center, although he isn't really that moderate, but what they like to portray as the moderate center. Oh, I think it does. I think that's exactly why we haven't seen as much of him. We thought that we would with his, you know, BFF, so-called BFF being in the White House. Um, I think, you know, in, in some interviews a couple years ago, Barack Obama kind of indicated that he felt a little bit left behind by his own party. He talked about, you know, uh, being so woke that you have to call out somebody else for not being woke enough. Even though the goalpost of what's woke enough changes on a daily basis. You know, nobody, nobody can keep up with that. It's not a realistic standard to hold your friend to or people you know to or don't know to. Um, and so I think that he does feel like that, that the Democrat Party is just getting way too radical even for him. Uh, more from a social standpoint, I would say, obviously, you know, he is a very, you know, very liberal, but um, just with how fast the party is shifting to the far left, uh, he's really not left enough for them at this point. And I think that he kind of feels that way. And um, he's just like, that's fine. I'm going to yuck it up, you know, with uh, my wife and our close celebrity friends and just enjoy, enjoy being a rich, a rich guy, you know, out of the White House. No, absolutely. And you kind of brought up a little bit of a transition. So we've actually kind of seen the celebrities get a little bit more quiet on the political front since Biden's been in office, especially since a lot of this radical stuff's been going on. Um, it's really been hurting their pocketbook with a lot of these uh, movies that have been coming out. We saw a big scandal with Scarlett Johansson and how that's affected her career. Um, a lot of celebrities have just kind of just gone out to the wayside. As somebody who probably follows celebrities a lot more than I do, um, are we starting to see a lot of uh, buyer's remorse from a lot of these celebrities and the people in the pop culture? I know we saw it from like Eric Clapton, some of these music stars that are coming out against masks and the jab and all that kind of stuff. Um, is that what we're really, are we really starting to see the buyer's remorse? And is there any hope that maybe pop culture gets more centrist again? I think it's definitely possible. There are, I think there are celebrities that, that have given indicators that they don't understand this like intense, um, you know, woke leftism. Jason Momoa called out a New York Times reporter, I believe, a couple days ago because this New York Times reporter brought up his role in the Game of Thrones, which, you know, his his character, if you've watched Game of Thrones, I didn't, but I, you know, looked up all this to cover it on politics. His his character in the Game of Thrones was like a rapist and like not a great guy, right? So the New York Times reporter's like, well, do you regret doing that role? And Jason was like, why would you ask me that? no, I don't regret doing the role. Like the role is to play a bad guy. That's what my job was to do. I can't go back and change it. And, you know, as a, as an actor, you don't have the power to step onto the set and tell the writers and the director, Hey, I don't feel comfortable, you know, portraying this character. We have to change things up. I don't like what this character stands for. Like he, he said, that's not my job. Why do you think that I have any control over that? I think that the light bulbs are starting to go off. Unfortunately, if they are, we probably won't see a lot of people, you know, admitting that just because you are going to get blacklisted in Hollywood if you have any sort of view that's even remotely moderate. It's not even just right of center. It's just moderate at all. It's not good enough for them. So, you know, everything is um, all about diversity and whatever. And I think 
you brought up how the money um, money is impacting a lot of celebrities right now. So because of the Biden administration and his policies, inflation is going up, right? It's it's hitting Hollywood and movie studios and TV studios so badly right now. They cannot get you know affordable supplies to build sets to film on time, and it's it's a trickle down effect. All this all this you know ballooning inflation, how it's impacting people like Hollywood. So. They're on the forefront of experiencing what these types of left-wing policies can do and how they can hinder your work. And so um, I'm just crossing my fingers that they're going to, you know, consider that when it comes to 2024. But, you know, if they do vote Republican in 2024, I don't think a lot of them would admit it. No, yeah, I I definitely agree. It would definitely hurt their pocketbook in the short run uh, for them to admit, especially if Donald Trump runs again in 2024. Um, So... I guess talking, you hit a good point. A lot of movie studios are talking about moving to New Mexico or moving to Georgia or moving from Georgia completely or Hollywood altogether because things are just either getting too expensive or they're not in love with the politics of of the area. And it just seems like they're not going to be able to find a home that's really sufficing them. Um, Baseball saw the same thing with the All-Star game moving from Atlanta to to Colorado uh, over that. Do you think um, it's going to get to a point where these leftists – Hollywood producers, it, it's gonna, it's, it's really gonna impact their studios. Like they're gonna have to get to a point where they're like, I'm gonna have to tame down my leftist beliefs and how I act on them because there's no way for me possibly to build a movie studio in California anymore, especially the way the taxes and, and things are going. Well, what's ironic is that you know, um, speaking of Georgia. Not that long ago, they said, well, we can't be in Georgia because they passed the heartbeat bill, you know, in regards Mm -hmm. to abortion. So then they were anti-Georgia. But now they're realizing, well, we can't really be pro-California right now because it's too expensive to do what we need to do. We can't keep up with the inflation and the taxes and everything else. And you also see, you know, another city that everyone is moving to right now is Austin, Texas, Tampa, Florida. Those are places that a lot of um, people are moving to. You know, Austin, you have Elon Musk, Joe Rogan moving either themselves or operations there for their businesses. That is huge. That I think that says a lot for, you know, we can thrive more, um, at least from a business perspective in a red state. So I'm just hoping that they're going to not, you know, obviously we always say that's fine. If you want to move to a red state, great, bring the business to the red state, but then don't vote for the same policies and the same politicians that made you want to move in the first place. So that's kind of, we just have to cross our fingers with that. No, yeah, and you're starting to see even more regulations like coming down on that, especially in those industries where, um, and we're seeing it a lot in other industries as well as the mandatory masks and the mandatory vaccines. We saw that big story. I think it was Tom Cruise who like flipped out on the set about the 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 max or the wearing making sure you wear the mask, getting your COVID test, social distancing, all that stuff. He's a Scientologist (laughs) freak, so. So, you know, everything he does is freaking insane. Tom Cruise is nuts. So that was pretty on par for him. Well, yeah. But uh, so for me, and maybe I read it differently than other people, but I like I kind of felt for him, too, because he was like, well, we want to keep the business open and we want to make sure everything's going on. Obviously, you don't flip out. I mean, that's not the best way to to handle that kind of situation. But with a second lockdown looming. Uh, especially with the Biden administration, they're rumoring that they're, they want to lock down the whole country again um, come next week or the week after. Do you, how is that going to affect movies and industry? I mean, can they afford to survive? 
another year of not making any products. I mean, we're already seeing it this year where it's like, we what, we're getting five movies that were supposed to be released almost two years ago. And a lot of the, the movies that are coming out are flopping and dry because they're not impacting with the times. Um, do you think the Hollywood and that, that industry can continue to survive under these lockdowns? Under lock, severe lockdowns, not well. Um, I think the last couple months, they kind of made it work. You know, we Netflix has been churning out some content. Um, Apple TV is churning out content. We're getting new Apple TV shows next month. Um, the thing is, is now they're requiring all staff, anyone involved in the production to be vaccinated. And so that's going to be interesting. I mean, most people that live that are in that industry and that live in those areas, you know, California, like they lean more left, they're probably more pro vaccine anyway. So it's, I feel like they're going to make it work, but as far as movies go and just the decline in box office ticket sales and things like that. Um, I think that because of the pandemic, we are going to see the death of movie theaters and going to see movies like that in person in an actual movie theater. I think for special occasions and in special select cities for premieres like LA or New York, um, you know, maybe Miami or something like that, like a couple places in the country, there will be movie theaters for the big movies. Otherwise, I feel like all these different movie theaters across the country are going to be shutting down and we're pretty much only going to be consuming movies in our homes. It's going to go straight, you know, straight to our TV and we'll have to pay, you know, $15, $20, whatever to watch at home. But I just think that's what people are going to do now. Yeah, and you, you brought up another good point with the streaming services that are now on the rise. You've got Disney+, Plus, Apple TV, all these different services that are coming out. But on to, all this I know stuff. it's I know. How am I supposed to keep up with all this stuff when i got to pay for 19 different streaming services? Might as well just go back to cable at this point. Yeah. But uh, we, we, one of the big things is uh, we're starting to see these content warnings or, or, the, or the pulling of these streaming services or, or content from these streaming services. Um, like we saw with Disney where they're putting on warnings with the Disney movies of, oh, this was during a time in which this was okay. And make sure that, you know, your children are, 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 uh, aware of these content issues or altogether just pulling down content, um, like episodes from shows. Um, like I know there was like a comedic skit from somebody that included blackface that was showing it was wrong. Um, and they were, that show was pulled down from, um, I think it was Amazon prime. Where do you, do you see this? problem getting continually worse with all of this kind of stuff or is it going to get to a point where there's going to be a little bit of backlash because it seems like it just unlike dr seuss or anything like that it doesn't seem like there just seems to be as much backlash on movies and and, and other stuff like that i don't think there's as much backlash right now on them doing that because People perceive the things that they're flagging as genuinely wrong. I mean, um, a lot of these Disney, old Disney cartoons and stuff that, yeah, they came out in like the 40s and 50s. We do talk about race differently. We do portray characters of color differently. I think that's okay. I, I don't really think it's necessary to include a warning. Like, I, I feel like human beings, like, we're smart enough to understand that. We're smart enough to understand, oh, okay, this is a very old movie. This isn't how we talk about things anymore, but that's art. And that's also just... That shows, you know, what's beautiful about America and growth is that, you know, we're one of the only countries in the world that has been able to make these types of mistakes and completely change and grow from those. I don't know that it's necessary to babysit people and be like, do you know what you're watching? This is bad. You know, I think that infantilization of people is 
incredibly annoying and insulting. Um, and so every time that we give them an inch, they take the mile. So yes, I do think that it will get worse. I think the things that they will flag will not just be things like, um, outdated racial stereotypes, it will move to being just jokes that they don't like, um, you know, more conservative or pro-America ideals that they don't like. Obviously, they're going to move into those categories. That's how it always is. You, we've seen that with the fact checking all over social media. It, you know, it started with, well, we just have to be careful about the election. Oh, well, now we have to fact check anything that you say about this, you know, um, cocktail, big pharma cocktail injection that we want you to get. If, if you even share side effect or anything negative about it, then we're going to censor you. So all of that is super problematic. And it just started with, we just want to be factual about the election. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, you kind of brought up a, another point with that is that I guess we're not getting that much of a blowback, but on things like the vaccine, which seems to be a huge issue, uh, splitting a lot of the country like directly in half. Uh, we're starting to see the Biden administration start to pull out a bunch of influencers and celebrities and masks and get the jab and help and help lock, basically, uh, you know, it, get the vaccine out there. A majority of the people that are not getting the vaccine are Trump supporters, obviously. And, um, you know, the black and brown communities, Latino communities, those are in inner city communities with a lot of these, you know, like celebrity influencers, like we saw with Benny drama or whatever is, are these the right people to be trying to portray this message to those kind of communities about getting the vaccine? Uh, I mean, is it coming off as tone death to people? Because I'm like, for me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not getting the vaccine. And Benny drama isn't, isn't, isn't going to convince me. Yeah. James, you, I mean, you said exactly it. Like it, I under, I know who they're trying to target to convince them to get it. These are not the right people that are going to convince you and I to get it. You know, that's not what it's going to take. Um, I think at this point in time, if we are not getting it, We've already made up our mind. Anyone that is wanted, that wants to get it has gotten it. We know where to go. We've had plenty of time. We have all the freaking information. It's all anyone ever talks about. We know. So if you, if somebody hasn't done it by now, they don't want to. Our minds are made up. There is nothing that you're going to be able to do to convince us. You will have to hold us down and stab us to get, you know, to, to put it in us. That's, you know, so that's all, that's the only option that there is left at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of putting people at a conundrum, too, because, you know, the people that are fans of, the, of those people of those base are usually people that are generally agree with them at, on their political levels now. I mean, that's just kind of where pop culture has gone now, that, you know, conservatives tend to like more conservative actors, liberals tend to like more liberal actors. I mean, it would put them, like, say, if Tim Allen were to come out and say, be pro-vaccine, I mean, a lot, he would probably lose a lot of his base in the process of, of doing it. So. But here's the thing. Conservatives have never been the type of people that a celebrity opinion one way or the other is going to convince us otherwise. Now it can change how we feel, how we support a said celebrity. Obviously, when Kanye came out wearing a MAGA hat, everybody rallied behind him and defended him when, you know, um, People like Simone Biles coming out this week and saying that she's pro-abortion, she's pro-choice. A lot of pro-life conservatives were like, okay, well, I had your back on all the mental health stuff, but I don't know about this. I don't know if I can support you after this. We will do those types of things. But when it comes to 
major decisions about our health, about our bodies, about our families, we are going to, um, we want the true receipts. It's not going to be Katy Perry's opinion or Taylor Swift's opinion that sways us one way or the other. How about the CDC just produces the evidence that, you know, that the Delta variant is really doing this, this, and this, that is really targeting children now, like they're trying to say. The thing is, is that when they're pressured to give information, they can't do it. When the White House was asked, okay, everybody's talking about this Delta variant. How are you testing people to to find out if they have the Delta variant? They said, well, we don't know. We're, well, we just, we just rely on the experts. Okay, and what are the experts telling you? Well, we don't know. We just rely on the experts. That's not information. That is the kind of stuff that would convince an anti- COVID vaxxer and they won't give it to us. So until they want to start being trans, if they were totally transparent with their information, that would be what would convince us. But Benny drama with his fake nails in the White House isn't going to convince us. Sorry. No, yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, you said you hit the nail on the head. If you're going to get it, you're going to get it. If you're not, you're not. And it's just, it's just, I feel like this is just an issue that we need to move on. Like, if we're not, if you're, We've all figured it out, right? We're all adults. And it just seems like we're moving into this culture of people are really soft. They need to be told what to do. Um, you know, it's it, the culture is just kind of just, I don't know. It, it maybe I'm just getting older now that I'm freaking looking into 30. But and I, I hate to be that guy now. But, like, you brought up Simone Biles, which is another good uh, story that came out recently. You know, she talked about the pressures of competing, and it's just too much. And sometimes it's just okay to step out. And it's just like this is the culture that we're, we're giving people now. It's like, okay, well, you don't want to compete at the highest level. You don't want to be the best absolutely in uh, your profession or your sport. And we're also seeing that in, like, pop culture. I, saw, I was reading uh, an article where it was, like, these liberal stories of, telling people okay well they're perfect as they are they don't need to change in every single way it's like what kind of stories are you going to be bringing out in hollywood in the next couple of years it's like oh there's a guy with no character arc because he was fine exactly the way he was and you're starting to see a lot of these for lack of better word shitty movies come out as a, as a result of it well you know with the simone <clears throat> case i think it's a really good example of just giving us um, a reason to pause and kind of take a step back and look and see that, you know, conservatives, well, a lot of conservatives went far one way and said, well, you know, she's a quitter. And then you had people on the left being like, there's, you know, nothing wrong with quitting mental health above all. Um, you know, that's always an excuse to step out of something that you're doing or break a commitment. I think both of those takes are wrong. And I think that we have lost this ability in this country to truly be open-minded. I think conservatives have lost this grasp. We used to be the only open-minded ones. The left clearly is not the open-minded ones because if you go any way out of lockstep with their group, think you're, you're canceled and you're you know excluded from society point blank period, right? So conservatives are kind of getting into that place too. But I really appreciate at this point in time, seeking out commentators, seeking out influencers, personalities that um, truly do ride the line of center right and are capable of at least sometimes looking at what the left is saying and understanding kind of where they're coming from. So you can put yourself in their shoes and be like, okay, why are they arguing it this way? Let me, you have to be able to understand how the other side thinks in order to effectively debate them. And so with the Simone thing, 
I really tried to do that and understand where they were coming from. Um, I didn't agree with some takes that were just like, you know, she just totally wanted an excuse to quit and just didn't want to carry out her commitment. I, I think that there's a lot of things into that that we don't understand, just like normies like you and I that can't, you know, do quadruple flips or whatever she does in the air. See, I don't even know because it's so, un it's unbelievable. I mean, she's truly the only person in the world that is capable physically of doing the stuff she does. She's the top gymnast in the world. So in that case, I defer to her. I'm like, I'm not more of an expert than she is. If she's saying, you know, there is something preventing me, I can't get my mind to wrap around the ability to do these different physical, you know, um, things, then I, I'm going to trust that and, and back down. And a lot of people came out that were in the gymnast community and said, there's a real thing. It's called the twisties where you can't get your mind to make your body do different stunts. And when that's the case, it's incredibly dangerous because if you mess up what you're doing, you're dead, you know? So, th and that was what I said on politics about it is I said, you know, um, I do think it's important to carry out your commitments um, as much as possible. In this case, I think that her life could have been on the line if she would have screwed up and she might have, you know, I, I defer to her. I don't mind giving her this chance of being like, okay, I trust you. If you say that you're not capable of doing it at this moment in time, I think we should just trust her. And hopefully, you know, next Olympics, she'll be back and better than ever and we won't have this problem. But obviously, if she keeps doing this, then I'm going to be more on that, have that far right opinion of like, you're a quitter. Don't, you know, don't be don't be a pussy, basically. But I don't think that we need to say that yet with only one instance of her doing this. So anyway, I'm just saying sometimes there is nuance. And I think sometimes it's okay to say, hey, there's a gray area here. Um, you know, I, I see both sides and I think I meet somewhere in the middle. And that's how I felt about Simone. No, I I agree. I think for me, sorry, um, it, for me, it came to the point of like, okay, she quit and then she came back. And I was like, okay, well, mm, that's what that was a little suspicious to me. You know, I you wouldn't see Kobe Bryant, you know, rest his soul, come go out in game three and then come back in game four. And you're like, okay, well, you know, especially if it was like the finals, which would be their Olympics. For me, it was just a little suspicious, especially then she came back and won bronze anyway. Um, so I I would say, oh, okay, well, my, I'm mentally not in it, guys, but I'm gonna try and do it anyway. I'm here at the Olympic gold or completely bow out 100. I I feel like. Don't be wishy-washy about it, like kind of what you were saying. Uh, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt this time, but as these kind of things go along, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to look back on it. Uh, but you did bring up a point a little bit in there where you're talking about you're seeking out conservative, moderate um, people about this content, about this uh, beliefs who can kind of start to see the middle a little bit. There's this growing belief that conservatives really need to just exit the culture 100% completely, where it just doesn't feel like there's a, a spot for them in the culture. They don't relate to anything. The movies don't, you know, work for them anymore. The music's not going great. Um, the culture's just gotten really stagnant for them, nor are they welcome. A lot of people want to exit the culture. Is it smart for conservatives to exit the culture? And if so, how would they go about doing so? Because I don't want to see a lot of cringe christian movies like I, I love veggie tales but it's like that's not what i want for the rest of my life i enjoy a good suicide squad or, or you know type movie yeah I, I i love all that kind of stuff too um i think that is kind of I, I feel like there's a phrase for this and i'm blanking on what it's called but basically it's like you're predicting the outcome like if you do that then you're just predicting the inevitable self self self-fulfilling prophecy Yes, a self. I knew. See, I knew there was a phrase. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So yeah. So saying like, 
well, there's no place for us. There's no movies for us or anything. So we should just exit the culture. Well, if we exit, if we exit pop culture, period, then yes, there will be no place for us. There will be nothing. Um, we will have no saying in anything that's coming out. But the more that conservative startup movie production houses and are making shows and are commentating on pop culture and are being, you know, open and proud about conservative beliefs in the music industry or wh whatever it is, um, you know, we, we create a culture where it is acceptable for for a movie star or celebrity to say, hey, I, I lean more conservative and it's not a big deal. We have to stick with it and stick with the fight and be on the front lines. Um, otherwise we are doomed and there will be no place for us. We have given up on so many areas and look where that's gotten us. Education, healthcare, all these different, all these different things. Um, and so culture, we're, we are hanging on by a thread. We are not out yet. We haven't lost yet, but we are very, 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 very close. Um, so what I'm trying to do with politics on Instagram is, creating a show where I'm covering all that same stuff that people like to talk about, whether you're on the left or the right. It's literally the entertainment news of the day. It's the top pop culture stories. And then I just give a conservative perspective on it. Whereas if you go to TMZ or you go to E! News or one of those outlets, it's always going to go through a left-wing purity filter. I'm just giving the option. There are a lot of liberals, uh, self-proclaimed liberals that follow politics. They message me and tell me, hey, I am a liberal, but I love politics because I can hear another point of view and I don't hear this anywhere else. I have no idea how conservatives think because it's totally hidden on you know, any other show. They're not given any type of voice or platform. With politics, I can see you know, where conservatives are coming from. And of course, that's a very liberal um, answer because liberals do believe in free speech. Leftists don't. A leftist is not going to message me and say I love politics, but a true uh, classically liberal person would. And then, you know, my goal is to hopefully convert them through time and, um, you know, hearing that I'm not that crazy or weird. I mean, I am very weird, but not in that type of way, just like a fun way that they will feel like, okay, maybe conservatism isn't that bad. It's not that scary. Maybe I do have more conservative beliefs than I thought. And eventually they'll get red pilled. That is the goal of politics. No, I 100% love that and I agree with it because, uh, like, for me, one of my big things is I'm a big comic book nerd, right? I love those comic book movies, those Marvel movies, but it seems like every single one of those people who puts out the, the Alex Clark-type content for Marvel movies, extremely left-wing. It's like uh, there was one time I was watching a, a, a review or a reaction video for the new Eternals movie that's coming out, and they had to put, like, a dig in there on Senator Ted Cruz. And I was like, there was no point. There was no reason or rhyme or reason to even put that in there. And it's just like, well, oh, I, you know, I don't feel welcome watching this guy anymore, knowing this guy probably doesn't like me, right? And it, having that for just regular things, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be conservative. Like, not everything that politics does is absolutely 100% conservative. Sometimes, I mean, you talked about one of my favorite episodes that you have is about uh, pooping in the bed with uh, Johnny Depp and his ex-wife. But like, and some, sometimes it's talk about is, is, is about politics. Sometimes it's purely pop culture. Yeah. And so sometimes that's really refreshing to just go in, get entertainment, get some type of content that just kind of takes your mind off all this crap at the end of the day. So, I mean, to kind of build that out a little bit, you know, it is the strategy that not necessarily that we need to have conservative only places, but there does need to be conservative only places as kind of sort of a safety net for them to go. So that way, you know, if, 
the Gina Caranos of the, of the world, you know, when they get fired, they got somewhere to go and they could be a little bit more bold if they are in a left liberal, you know, wing of a, of a Hollywood studio. Well, she did do that because she got picked up by the Daily Wire. So, you know, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's media company, is filling that void of, hey, let's start pumping out real movies, real shows that are entertaining, entertaining, um, you know, fabulous production value, some of the best production value I've seen, period. Um, you know, better than like a lot of cable networks production value, honestly, like if you watch the Candace Owens show, it's absolutely beautifully done. Um, so, you know, they're doing that with Gina and now she's going to be starring in a new movie. And so, um, that is exactly what it takes and, and having those communities to fall back on and, and, you know, standing up for each other. And my idea behind, you know, with pop politics is I wanted it to be so much more than just a show where, yeah, we talk about pop culture. That's fun. You know, you can watch the show. But then also after the show, I created a Facebook group called Cute Servatives, where young women who are fans of the show can go in there, actually talk to other fans of the show, you know, make friends, and then go out in their communities and, um, you know, become activists in their communities for conservative causes, which is happening. We have over 120 Facebook subgroups of conservatives, I believe. That's different interests, different cities all over America, different states. And these girls are creating conservative meetups where they're, they're, hanging out in person, going and doing activities together, going to water parks, going to wineries, all this fun stuff, making friends. And then they're going to their school board meetings together, you know, whatever, or or starting homeschool groups to take their kids out of public school. This is exactly the type of community that we need to be building as conservatives and being there for other people so that when it comes time for them to leave the left or stand up to their job about mandatory vaccinations or their conservative beliefs, they have a shoulder to cry on. You need to have that community there or you can't you can't do it. It's, it's very scary to take those bold moves and risks in life. Um, and without friends that will have your back, it, you know, it's nearly impossible. So I'm trying to kind of do that with politics and the conservatives Facebook group. And to give you much credit, you do a really good job with that. The conservatives is a, a huge group. You find them everywhere. It's like all the time. It's like all of a sudden I see a little a star, elephant, heart, and a palm tree. And I'm like, oh, they're Alex Clark fans. Or if I tell somebody, I'm like, hey, oh, I uh, work around Turning Point. And they're like, oh, do you know Alex Clark? Are you a conservative? So you do see it a lot You're more often. It's just brand- yeah, no, my sister's a conservative. Like, did trust me there's there's so many of them out there and you know i'm hearing from them especially you know like from my sister and, and other people that i've known as q services having that community has made them so much more comfortable to go out and like what you're saying is go to a school board meeting or they have their little meetups and it's just like maybe it's not politics but to go shopping and go do other little things and they don't feel like they're being judged by all their friends for being a trump supporter or being conservative or anything like that uh so alex kind of in closing you know to wrap it up a little bit you know there's such this I guess like dark, gloomy um, uh, forecast of of where pop culture is going with for conservatives and all that kind of stuff. What kind of like positive outlook, a little glimmer of hope could you give us? Like, what do you think needs to happen or is gonna is happening that should give us a little bit of hope? Well, you know, for example, Turning Point hosted our Young Women's Leadership Summit um, event in June of this year. We had over 2,500 women, I believe, young women from all 50 states represented some other countries. And 
they are, you know, a, a huge amount of those came because they're fans of politics and they consider themselves cute conservatives. So they're fans of pop culture. They're involved in pop culture. They keep up with it. Um, and a lot of them, I think, feel inspired after coming to Turning Point conferences to go out, create their own shows, um, create their own businesses or, you know, be a loud and proud conservative in whatever career field they're about to go into after they graduate or if they are in a career field, you know, being bold and fearless in the workplace. So I think that that right there, just looking at the magnitude of Turning Point USA events, that should give people hope that, hey, we are bold, we are not afraid, and we're not going anywhere anytime soon. And it's okay to be conservative and also love pop culture and, you know, call out some of your favorite celebrities when they do something stupid. I do it all the time. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. So I'm all, I'm very used to loving her and also calling her out when I disagree with something politically. It's not that hard. There's more to people than just their political views. So, um, you know, I always hope people remember that when they think about me and I try to think about that with other people too, but I would be really excited for a future with conservatives in it. I'm, I'm excited too. So Alex, you got your show on Instagram and other stuff. Is there anything cool coming up and where do we go follow your stuff? Yeah. So follow the show at Poplitics on Instagram. Um, you can also subscribe on Spotify or Apple podcast, but it's a very visual show. So it's best to follow it on Instagram because it's very, lots of funny clips and stuff that you want to see. Um, but Turning Point Live is launching in September. That is going to be massive. And um, I haven't exactly said what it is yet, but there's going to be something new and exciting happening in the Poplitics world with the launch of Turning Point Live. And that's only a few weeks away. So um, there is a very big announcement coming. You need to make sure that you're following politics on Instagram so that you don't miss that. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Alex, for coming. As always, guys, make sure you go like, subscribe, leave us a, a five-star review if you like us. Um, and we'll see you again tomorrow with more content. All right. And